Hey, Dad. 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 Hi, welcome to another episode of Dad Men. I'm Brendan Collins, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ryan Hartnett. Ryan, how you doing this week? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, Brendan? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, so this week, what are we going to talk about with our lovely children, what's-her-name, my daughter, what's-her-name, and Ryan's son, Falcon? Uh, the topic this week is all about food. Uh, and you think about baby food, you think Gerber, you might think of an adorable kid in a high chair covered in chocolate icing or something like that. Uh, and food can be that fun, but it's often uh, a little bit more complicated and not always such a great time. So, uh, but it's, it's everything that and in, in, in between. So Ryan and I are going to talk today. We're going to trade some notes. Um, but before we do that, Ryan, let's talk about the best and worst things to happen to our kids this past week. Um, yeah. What, so what's <clears throat> going on with Falcon? Yeah, this was a, this was a, this was a week of some real highs and real lows. Uh, um, this week, uh, Falcon had uh contracted a case of hand foot and mouth disease uh which sounds like uh very similarly named to the bovine disease uh hoof yes, and mouth it sounds like a disease that was eradicated <laughs> 200 I know. years ago and it uh he contra- he got it from the the other toddler in uh, our nanny share and uh it started off with a bang with a with a high fever and some throwing up on uh Thursday night and um, evolved into some incredibly painful blisters uh, on his hands, feet, <gasps> and mouth, uh, and groin area. Um, and that poor little soul, he just could not sleep. He was so uncomfortable. Um, and so we had three pretty epically bad nights of uh, very little sleep between all of us, uh, just you know, doing whatever we could to help him sleep, lying on the floor next <sighs> to his crib, rocking him in a chair, having him join us in our bed. And he has never slept in our bed, oddly enough. Uh, I know some people love that experience. We were pretty militant about not doing it ever because uh, we didn't want him to get a, a to, to, to like it too much. But we, we right. made the exception this time. And, uh, man, it was just a matter of 72 hours, just this family, like, trying to make it through while we were all so exhausted. Um, and then to, and then to cap off the low moment, uh, we, uh, he was finally on the upswing on, on Sunday afternoon of last, uh, last Sunday, um, took a four hour nap, uh, which was a great sign because he had been so uncomfortable up to that point and just couldn't sleep for more than a couple hours at a time. Um, right. and we, we called, uh, the advice line of UCSF to find out if we could give him Benadryl, um, which, uh, is, you know, uh, under, under two, you're not supposed to do, but, um, uh, they said, yeah, a small dose would be fine. Uh, and and it says right on the bottle, not surprisingly, you know, do not use as a sleep aid on the children's Benadryl um, <laughs> because, man, did it work. Um, but unfortunately, they also told us to bring him in to get this oral medication that they said would help his blisters heal faster. And uh, and we didn't want to do it because he was, you know, finally getting better. He was finally a little happier. And then we, but we, they told us to do it. So we brought him in Sunday afternoon. And of course, uh, it's like, you know, a skeleton crew uh, at this uh, after hours place. And uh, we ended up waiting an hour and a half to see a doctor. He was miserable and out of his mind by the end. We forgot to bring a bottle of milk. Um, And it just felt like a total new parent mistake uh, 
um, you know, bringing, bringing our kid into the doctor when he didn't really need to go. And now he's in a waiting room surrounded by sick kids, uh, losing his mind after he was finally starting to get better. Uh, yeah. it just, it was, it was the capper. So then we went to Walgreens, Ooh. uh, where the pharmacy had closed. So we didn't even fill the prescription and have not because he's been getting better, bought the Benadryl and, uh, and a Snickers for ourselves because we were so, so, uh, so dis- just frustrated. That is a doozy. But yeah. As low as that low was, what is the high? Um, the, the high doesn't really match it exactly, but just, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, time with family, an explosion of, of language on the part of Falcon, um, saying hi to all his uncles. Um, and, uh, um, we, I'd say the best part of that time, um, we were at Allison's parents' house was a, was a hike we took, uh, up to the top of the ridge behind her parents' house and, uh, with Falcon in a, um, in a hiking pack on my back. Um, and he hadn't been in that in a while and it was really fun to see him actually love it. Uh, and I think bodes well for future hikes. He was, um, just an absolute chatterbox in, in my ear, uh, right behind my head, uh, in that pack. And it was just real special to kind of be hiking around with, with him on my, on my back. And we could felt like it felt like we could trek anywhere. It was awesome. That sounds great. Uh, well, uh, for what's her name, a similar low of sickness. Uh, this is the first Mm -hmm. time she's been sick. She caught herself a little cold, um, and then I actually caught the cold from her, which then developed into a full-blown sinus infection, which I seem to get about once a year, um, but that's not about me. She <laughs> has been coughing and you know sneezing and not sleeping great, waking up in odd hours in the night, which is not something that she usually does ever. Yeah, yeah first world problem, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah. It, just, it, it breaks your heart to see this little, little girl just crying and because she can't breathe through her nose and she's coughing so hard that she throws up and it's just well isn't this the odd thing about um babies getting colds uh they don't really know how to breathe through their mouths for a long time no yeah Yeah. and the day the day when your kid can figure out how to blow their nose has to be some kind of like like in the wizard of Oz when it goes from (laughs) black and white to color it's like it's just a new world uh because for the kids kid that young, you know, what's her name just turned eight months. And the best you can do for a stuffy nose is just put her in like a steamy bathroom yeah. uh, or have a humidifier in her room, both of which are things that we did kind of every day. Yep. Or you could use the dreaded snot sucker, the nose Frida, this, this like right. thing that should be banned by the Geneva Conventions. Uh, it's a it's device. by the FDA, you would think. It's just insane that this is an off the sh- off the shelf thing you can buy, uh, because it is. Describe this, Brendan. It's like something that the Khmer Rouge would use to extract information <laughs> from dissidents. It is a what I can only describe as a gravy pipette that is stuck up your child's nose, and it's almost like you're siphoning gas from a tank. If you're trying to steal a right. car. You have to inhale through the other end of the pipette. Which is a, as is a scary, scary bargain, right? I mean, is, uh, it's scary to get because the kid, if if they have any wits about them, they know exactly what's happening. They're trying to avoid this thing, but you have to hold their head down with one hand, or maybe another person can help and hold them still. Stick this thing in the nose, and then you have to pinch the other nostril shut so that it forms a seal, and then you have to really just inhale as suck as, as hard can. as you can. 
and, and there's this, this yeah. seemingly not trustworthy little foam insert that I think is that is the thing that is supposed to block the snot from coming all the way <laughs> into your mouth. Yeah, it's 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 rough. It's like uh, in that scene in the Matrix in the first fifteen minutes when they put the big thing on Neo's abdomen and they suck out like the, <laughs> the scorpion thing. That's the speed at which the snot shoots out. It, it really is, works. Uh, it really works incredibly well. But I feel like what's her name is going to need a significant amount of therapy based on the last week of our lives. Oh my God. The way, the way Falcon just, yeah, shaking his head back and forth, trying to get rid of that thing. Also, yes, the day they can blow their nose. What's her name is just looking at me like, what What are are you doing to me? The day they can blow the nose and the day they can take a decongestant, which is like, I think six. It's a long time. It's going to be a while. So that was, that was a little rough. She's, she's definitely on the mend now, which is, which is great. Um, the best thing that happened is that, uh, as as Ryan mentioned, it's Thanksgiving just happened, which now means we're officially in the Christmas Yuletide season. So uh, the family, the family Collins, trekked up to Macy's today and saw Santa Claus, which was I saw that uh, on Instagram. It, <laughs> it was all's well that ends well. I think Macy's should talk to any major logistics company about how to or Disney when I think about like how to set expectations about lines. Uh, because they use what appears to be a civilized system of online reservations to book your book your spot with Santa, but then you show up and your reservation has only bought you the privilege of waiting in line <laughs> for two hours, starting at that half hour window, and it's like a total scam. Um, and on on one hand, I gotta think Macy's knows exactly what they're doing by doing this. It's because they're hoodwinking you into thinking that the sunk cost of the time spent is worth money yes. or worth something more than what could be just you showing up and going in and going out and not spending any money. Um, but I got to say, what's her name? When we got to the front of the line, uh, we saw Santa. He was a jolly old elf. He was uh, very happy to see her. She was very happy to see him. I was, that's great amazing. Pictures. That is not what I would have bet. No, no. Given what's her name's general comportment and outlook on life we fully expected stink eye who are you meltdown yes uh which makes for a funny picture but is not always fun for you know the parents or especially if you've waited for almost an hour and a half to see yes to see chris kringle himself um so it was a it was a great day it was a great day hey dad so as we mentioned this episode is all about food uh, you know, baby food, as I mentioned, you think of, you know, a Gerber baby model, you think of purees, you know, you might you might conjure a lot of different things, and all of them are true. Uh, the range of stuff that little kids eat is pretty is pretty varied. Uh, it starts pretty much right where you'd expect, though. Uh, you know, it starts with milk, uh, breast milk, or, or formula, or any other sort of just bottle liquid diet, uh, and then it gradually gets more and more complicated. But food, for especially for a tiny little baby, like an infant, it's on the very, very short list of things that are important, uh, along with diapers and, uh, and sleep. It's, you know, it's on the very, it's on, you can count it on one hand. Um, and that never really goes away. Like the importance of fe- food and feeding, it never kind of subsides like a lot of the infant concerns do, like around mm-hmm. sleep and around scheduled nap time and around, you know, noise level perhaps. Um, you know, food never, it never goes away. So what I think what's going to be interesting about this episode is that What's-Her-Name is about, uh, you know, almost a year behind Falcon. 
And so the experience that Ryan and I have is, you know, Ryan's a little bit more advanced than me, but we're going to trade notes on on food and, and not just food, but also eating uh, as maybe as a family too. As a family, yeah. And that ritual, which I mean, what I think is so exciting about food is just how central it is to uh, your family's experience as a family. And, and, and how uh, every household is unique. You know, it's one of those things that uh, you go over to a friend's house to eat dinner uh, when you were a kid. And it was like the, such a defining thing about that family, the kind of food they ate, the way they, you know, would sit around together, the way they would talk at their table. Um, and I think it's something that we're, we're just like really excited about what the family dinner table looks like uh, over the years. Um, but, uh, but to your point, you know, it, it's, uh, it changes pretty rapidly in the early going just because of, uh, what they can eat, what they're interested in eating. Um, and, uh, you know, depending on their sleep schedule, sort of whether or not they're joining you in the first place. Uh, so to start it off, let's talk about just, you know, our, our babies being at different ages, different places. What are, uh, what are they eating? So Brendan, tell us about what's her name's, uh, tastes, preferences. Uh, what is, what is she enjoying these days? So what's her name, just to set the stage, has been a great eater uh, her whole life. She, at three months, could put away six ounces of formula, which, uh, for the lay people listening, is a pretty good amount. It's like half a can of soda. Imagine if if you weighed 15 pounds and you could drink half a can of soda in six minutes. Yeah, uh, That's about what what's her name was cooking with. So it's never been a problem for us to feed her... um, either breastfeeding or with a bottle, which is nice, right? It's like very much a knock on wood. We're super lucky to have that. Uh, and things overall with everything with eating has been pretty has been pretty good. So at right now, we actually just stopped. Erin uh, just stopped breastfeeding. Uh, we're about eight months in. So did a good, did a good run there. Uh, we, well, it's not like we didn't introduce the bottle until recently. Um, uh, we introduced formula at about three and a half, four months as a supplement, uh, when, when what's her name was getting a little too big and, uh, we just, we just couldn't keep up. So, uh, it's been, it's been interesting having just formula the last four months or so, but starting around six months, we started to very gradually introduce, uh, pureed food. Yay. Uh, and this Mm is, you know, stuff that you can make at home. It, 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 but it feels like a big milestone when you introduce real human food to, uh, to your child. Because they go from this little, like, you know, Cabbage Patch doll that only drinks from a bottle to, like, a little human, right? Yep. And I think there's a couple of those moments in the, in the life of a, of a young baby. On the back end as well, as you may have noticed. Once it's what, I'm sorry? On the back end as well, as you may oh, have yeah. noticed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So she's eight months in. Um, her ability to navigate a spoon is pretty good at this point. Uh, we haven't really dabbled in uh, baby wed, baby led weaning, I believe is the expression, where you kind of let your kids start to feed themselves. Um, but we're getting there. We're getting so close. What, were, what uh, were some of the first thing she, she ate and what was her reaction? First thing, I think officially, was a carrot, pureed carrots. Mm-hmm. And she uh, could take it or leave it. She was really not sold. We've got some great pictures of her with the you know, mouthful of carrots where she just is very confused, <laughs> uh, thoroughly unappetized, and uh, really could just be rather doing anything else. I think we followed that up with peas, which was moderately more successful, but calling it a success is, uh, yep. is not the right word. Um, it was less of a failure than the carrots, I think. But then I think 
it may not have just been the taste. It was just the texture and the difference of what are you putting in my face? Mm -hmm. I'm so used to just having delicious, sweet liquid. And now you have this whole other thing and it's that's a weird a color and you have this textural weird utensil that's just shoved in my face. Um, but now she's, uh, she's a champ, you know, right before bed, right before bath time tonight, we fed her, um, uh, we actually, you know, my wife's a, a genius and she, uh, figured out we could freeze, we could pre-make purees, put them in ice trays, freeze them, and then pop them out and defrost them as needed as a really solid single measurable dose yep. uh, of like a serving. And so, and have you have you hit on that perfect microwave amount of time that that, that space yes. between for our janky microwave? In we put the cube in a ramekin, and if you microwave it for uh, thirty seven seconds, mm -hmm. that gets the outside of it totally melted and hot, but the inside is still frozen. And then you can mix it together so it <laughs> it meets halfway at just room temperature. That's right. So um, she's getting there. Yeah, she's she's good. She 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 eats really really well. Uh, so I've noticed, though, and this might be strange, formula is not that good tasting. I don't know if you had the opportunity to sample any baby formula in your life. Well, you know, so I never, I actually now that I think about it, never tried the formula, uh, but have you tried breast milk prior to that? I have not. Uh, I think I may have, just like by virtue of me spilling a bottle of pumped milk, have gotten some on my fingers, and if I tasted it, I I don't remember it. What? But Brendan, I did taste you, formula. I made I made an effort wait, to wait, taste the formula. You spilled a bottle of pumped milk. Oh oh, trust me, I I still have nightmares about it <laughs> because pumped milk is worth its weight in gold. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the purees that we make, even though they're for a baby, and there's a lot of baby puree food that is you know just for little kids because it's has no consistency and no texture at all really is pretty good. I got to say, I mean, it's not like I would ever order it at a restaurant, but I have to imagine it's like what feeding super expensive dog food that tastes just like a ribeye to a dog yes. is like, where it's like, I, I tasted this, you know, apple and banana puree tonight. I was like, man, that's pretty good. I kind of <laughs> want to just get a spoon and eat this myself. Yeah. 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 Um, there's nothing wrong with apple, but it is. Well, I guess it's nice. To answer that question myself, I, I did try breast milk just once, um, and, uh, and it was fine. It's very sweet. It's like condensed milk. That's what I imagine it is. Yeah. All right, so Falcon, he is almost a year ahead of what's-her-name. What's yes, he and, uh, you know, he's uh, eating what we're eating, um, and he's eating when we're eating. Um, you know, I think it's always enticing, the, uh, you know, maybe to have just uh, you and your wife have dinner together, your partner after bedtime, but he goes to bed a little too late, and we go to bed a little too early. Um, right. And uh, he eats everything we eat, uh, including the spicy stuff, although it's too much spice, he'll kind of stop and complain that it's just hot, hot. Uh, but uh, other than that, um, he loves meat. He loves cheese. Cheese was his very first word, um, and now he even knows how to use cheese uh, when taking pictures. Cheese, yeah, as cheese. a first word. There's a lot going on with that word. I know, I know. It wasn't. It didn't come early on, but it was the first thing he said, and he was loving cheese. And then he didn't like cheese for like three months, and now he's back on cheese. I'm not really sure what that was about, because uh, I 
Cheese is ultimately, I assume, going to be a universal love, a lifelong love of his. But um, and and uh, the only thing he does uh, pretty consistently dislike are uh, green leafy things, uh, which you know that that starts early on, I guess. Um, in yeah. pureed form, he'd be fine with it. You know, we we often start the the day with a fruit and spinach smoothie with some PB in there, and he loves that. Sucks it down. Yeah, spinach and smoothies, way to go. Uh, you really can't taste it. You just see that it's green. Um, but he does love broccoli, particularly the crowns. He loves to nibble off those treetops like a little bunny rabbit. Um, and maybe maybe if uh, if he's lucky, he's got a little dip to dip it in. Uh, just kind of suck that dip right off. And then Is he into it yeah. raw or cooked or steamed uh, cooked, or anything cooked. else? Cooked. Yeah, I'm not even sure we've given it to him raw. I, I imagine... His reaction would be sort of a like spitting, spitting, and and disgusted uh, yeah. and, and frustrated with us. But like you uh, took this beautiful thing and you destroyed yeah, it somehow. Yeah. What did you do to this? And it's like no, how I didn't do anything to it. It's but yeah. Uh, no, he um, yeah he, he loves he loves I don't know he loves fish he loves steak he loves shrimp I mean he, he's uh, he eats all the things we eat loves chicken uh, he understands he seems to understand chicken right he calls the meat chicken. Uh, he calls the birds chicken when he sees them. So, you know, maybe hopefully he's getting an all early. All birds are chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and all birds are meat and all meat is food. Yeah. And that, that may be his early understanding. Um, but, it, you know, he's having a, a generally a great time. Um, oh, and he loves pasta. He loves to, to kind of suck down a noodle um, just just as you would in uh, Lady and the Tramp. Uh, right. Um, yeah. The Disney Who doesn't movie. love that? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, it sounds like quite the gourmand he, he is. And he, um, uh, you know, he'll eat a big breakfast, a big lunch, not always a big dinner. Um, he still drinks quite a bit of milk. Um, although we're starting to kind of limit that a little bit, uh, just to make sure we're not ruining his, his mealtime appetites. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, so not always a big dinner, but I think that's generally fine. That's good. It's, he's not, doesn't sound too demanding though. Dad! So next we want to talk about what it's like eating as a family, both at home and out, uh, if you venture to do that. Um, so just thinking about what it looks like at home, Brendan, tell us a little bit about what's her name's setup. Um, you know, is she at the point where she's joining you all or not for different mealtimes? Uh, how is she sitting with you? Is she on your lap? Is she on her own? So she is still primarily, I think, probably five to one uh, bottle to real food still at this point. And what's nice about the bottle is that it's the most supremely portable thing that your child has. Yes. Uh, if you really need to get some calories in your child, you can take it with you. You can feed them anywhere, which is amazing. So we're still very much in that camp, even when we're home. You know, sometimes in the morning when she wakes up, we'll feed her out on the couch and we'll bring her into our bed and just give her a bottle here. Uh, but for real food, we have a pretty specific routine that we've gotten into, which is, uh, and it's almost always at nighttime when we feed her. Um, and she has this padded chair made by a company called Bumbo, which might ring a bell. Uh, but it's basically like uh, made, of, made out of the same kind of padded material that you'd make kind of water noodles at the pool out of. Hmm. It's very, very flexible. It's very flat and sturdy, so it's, it doesn't move at all. And we just basically plop the chair out, up on the countertop and, uh, you know, put one of those plastic super washable bibs on her and, and spoon feed her. And she's usually pretty hungry, pretty game. 
Uh, and that's it. And then because we, we start the uh, bath time, bedtime routine around 6.30 every night. And then what almost invariably what we do is we put her to bed and then, and then the grownups will eat. Uh, but I know Falcon sounds like he is just another, another person at the table with you he, he in, really all, is, in, in every respect. Yeah, and, and will certainly demand to be part of the conversation a lot of the time. Now, uh, he, he'll speak some of his longest and most difficult to decipher sentences uh, <laughs> at, at the dinner table. Um, but that's okay. We're all sitting around. We have time. We ask him sort of to, to repeat himself until finally, uh, if we're not getting it, he'll just get up, give up and say dump truck or truck. Uh, and, and maybe what he was trying to tell us was about trucks. Maybe it wasn't, but it's at least something we can all for sure communicate about. Uh, so we might come back to that. Um, but yeah, you know, the routine has evolved. We really have spent a good amount of time um, at this tiny little sort of uh, kitchen table we have with him in a, um, in a, in a plastic seat strapped to a chair uh, with, a, with a tray table that latches in. Um, and uh, we've taught him over time, um, miraculously, to stop throwing his food on the floor. We've taught him the word more, so instead of screaming, he can ask us for more food. Um, and he's really become, uh, you know, sort of the member at the table that I think we often imagined before we had kids, it'd be like to have someone there, uh, kind yeah. of chatting us up sometimes and enjoying his meal. Um, occasionally we'll, we'll take our dinner in the, the more formal dining room with him in a very throne like high chair, kind of high up there, <laughs> um, lording over us. Uh, if we have people over that's, that's where we'll eat. And he, he likes his perch there. Um, but you know, it's, it's not always a sure thing. I mean, we, our experience at the dining, the, the dinner table has been not that different from, uh, sleep in some ways and that he is always testing us for, uh, doing things a little differently. Um, some nights he might demand to sit on my lap while we eat. And we, you know, the first time that happened, we did it for two nights and then we were like, wait a minute, this is not how I want to eat my dinner. And this is not how you're going to eat your dinner. And, so it led to a little bit of a tantrum, but now he's back in his chair. And um, we have at times when he's uh, been sick and not eating much um, mm-hmm. and not willing to sit at the table, actually relocated his chair in front of the television, uh, which I'm a little Ooh. ashamed to admit. Um, and then you just kind of got to get him to eat while he's zoned out looking at the television. You just kind of like place the food in his mouth and like move his jaw up and down. Uh, and um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's constantly evolving. But uh, what I can say is that it just gets more and more fun to have that 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 new dining companion. Yeah, it doesn't. It sounds like the closest thing we've gotten to that is uh, the, the handful of times that we've taken what's her name out to a restaurant um, and had her eat you know, in a high chair. We've only done it, I think, two or three times at this point. But it's uh, it's a, such a fun, funny thing to be at a table, you know, and then there's just another person at the table. That person is a baby. <laughs> it just is. Just sitting in a chair. Uh, and it's kind of nice. Um, I think it surprised, pleasantly surprised me how well she did. We took her out to a restaurant um, with, with, with some family that were in town a couple days ago. And... I noticed kind of right off the bat how she was flirting with all of the wait staff from the moment oh. we walked in. She was just making eyes. They were waving right back at her. She was smiling, giggling, laughing. And it occurred to me of like, oh, that's priority number one. Anytime you bring a ch- small, small baby into a restaurant is get on the good side of the wait staff yes. so that if the shit hits the fan, 
you've already started off on the right foot. Um, and even if the other people in the restaurant that's right. hate you, the and, wait and staff just thinks like, oh, everybody it has It almost a bad certainly day. will, right? There will either be, it, it almost certainly will in a restaurant. There will either be a moment of screaming and crying. There will be a moment of throwing food on the floor. Or there will be a moment of throwing up or some combination of the three. And, uh, right. it's, um, it's a, try- it can be a trying experience, but it can be wonderful in that way, right. To bring your, bring your baby out. Um, I, they, yes, Falcon has had, you know, absolutely loves at times being out like that. Um, we, we, uh, before we had kids, uh, spoke about, um, I think Allison picked this up from some book about French parenting, uh, the idea of having a restaurant baby, uh, quote unquote, a <laughs> restaurant quality baby that, that you could take out. And, um, I will say that we uh, used to, I, I'd say, take take Falcon out more frequently, um, but have gotten away from that. Um, you know, now it's pretty much the only times we eat out are on on uh, on date night, just the two of us, and I, or or if we're with family. Um, and it's not that he's gotten particularly worse, although um, he is all over the place uh, physically, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, he he <laughs> refuses to sit until there's food to be had. Um, so you are probably going to be running around the restaurant. Um, I think we are in a bit of a a down period as far as eating out because his unwillingness to sit still, uh, unless he's got something to munch on, but as he gets more into drawing, which he's, he's starting to like, um, or we get, get hold of some, just smaller toys that are tabletop size. Um, I think, I think it's probably worth trying again. Yeah. Cause I, I, we took, we took what's her name to uh, a happy hour yesterday at a bar down the street from our place. And she got caught in a weird time where she was a little too tired from not having napped that much in the afternoon, but it was a little too early for us to put her to bed. And so we had her in a travel stroller and we, you know, ordered some drinks and some snacks. And then she just started crying and nothing was working. And the travel stroller usually kind of knocks her out pretty nicely, but it just wasn't happening. So I had to, I had to jog back home, grab the baby Bjorn carrier thing and sprint back to the bar and then put her in that and she was asleep in two minutes. Oh, that's great. Um, well done. Well executed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed a meal at Shake Shack uh, and she was, uh, she was wonderful. Uh, and Falcon was uh, also wonderful because we had a basket of French fries and he was, he was a happy kid. I remember that. Uh, yeah. What's her name was uh, just kind of dazed at a log for the ride. Uh, that tune has changed dramatically. She is now a very active participant in whatever she's doing. Um, and I hope that it means she ends up liking restaurants a lot because mom and dad, uh, love eating out at nice restaurants. Uh, not even just nice restaurants, all restaurants. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in fact, the nicer they are, maybe the worst they can be as a a place for kids (laughs) at different times. Um, I will say my, uh, head not, if, if not for the hand foot, and mouth disease. Um, The low moment of the week would have been, uh, unfortunately, our Thanksgiving meal. The food was fantastic, but Falcon having uh, arisen uh, a little earlier than he probably would have liked from a nap um, was not having it, was not interested in sitting at the table with family um, and just uh, throwing a pretty solid tantrum. I mean, I think counteracting, you know, felt the desire of his parents to sit at this table and responded right. with equal and opposite force uh, in <laughs> his unwillingness to do it. Um, and so we ended up, uh, by we, I mean myself and Falcon, uh, taking our meal um, in front of uh, the television. 
uh, watching Moana. Um, and uh, I'm ashamed to admit it, uh, but uh, he won that one. He won that round. Well, I mean, you got to pick your battles, number one. But I also think uh, I'm thankful that Lin-Manuel Miranda and John Musker and Ron Clements made Moana, because that's a great movie. <laughs> it is. I really do like that movie. Hey, Dad! So we play a little game here to finish out every episode. The game is called Would You Rather? This is where Ryan and I will give each other scenarios where we have to do one of two things, and there's no hemming and hawing. We have to pick one of them. Uh, usually the scenarios that we are given are pretty pretty bad, kind of hellish alternate reality type situations, but uh, the fun is in the choosing. So this week, the Would You Rather is going to be all about food. Uh, so, Ryan, to start off, I'll have one for you. Would you rather be bottle-fed for every meal and have to drink a, you know, liquid meal type, you know, if you've heard of Soylent, it's like that, right? Where all of your meals come through a bottle. Um, and this is every meal. This is the only food you consume is through a bottle. Or... Yes, again, like in the Matrix, you were saying. Again, just like in the Matrix. Or to be able to eat any food just like a normal adult, but it has to be spoon-fed to you by your parents or a nanny for your whole life. Yeah, I mean, uh, being spoon-fed doesn't sound that bad to me, Uh, you know, assuming they have the motor skills that I have. I mean, Falcon, he tries to spoon-feed himself, and this is one thing I wonder about. It's like, when will they stop getting it all over themselves? But I think we're a ways away from that. Uh, but a nanny, a parent, you know, uh, they'll they'll be able to do it pretty well. And if I'm being uh, hand-fed this regardless, I, I would have to go with anything I ever wanted. But I'm curious what you would say, Brendan, and I have a variant for you. So uh, take the original <laughs> example. Yeah. But what if uh, the spoon-feeding uh, was to be done by your baby at nine months old? Uh, so that's the variant. At nine months? Oh, my gosh. Uh so with the thing about that is you have to assume that the baby just has the dexterity of a nine-year-old and the cognitive power of an adult, right? Nine-month-old. Sorry, nine-month-old. Right, nine, right, a nine-month-old. But this, this nine-month-old also is very aware and a willing, is a willing participant in the okay. food feeding of a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good assumption that they do want to feed you. Okay, so the baby wants to feed. Um, <laughs> Uh, may not know I, uh, when to stop, but I think going to try to feed you. if it's the baby, because you, you hit it on the head, like being spoon fed sounds pretty nice. And like, you know, if you're elderly or, or uh, have a disability that requires you to get spoon fed, I don't want to make light of that. But I, I'm talking more like it's, it's, it's weird that someone like, you know, a nanny or a parent is trying to park the plane in the hangar, you know, every single meal with a spoon. Um, and this this scenario assumes you're otherwise perfectly able, perfectly uh, able, not just to do it, just not allowed to do it it's against the rules. Um, I think if it's the baby feeding me, I would go for the bottle. Uh, yeah. But if it's kind of what you were saying, if it's normal food, but someone else is very weirdly feeding it to me, I I think I would go for that over just a bottle. That's the that's I like the. The classic, classical dream, right, is to be have have your servants hand feeding you grapes, right? And, but it's not like you know you're a Roman Caesar and you're being has fed grapes reclining on a couch. It's like you are maybe tied into a chair, and there is someone <laughs> trying to very funnily put a spoon full of full of you know 
steak filet mignon in your mouth. All right, I've got another one for you, Brendan. Okay. So, um, would you rather? So, let's at restaurants. Would you would you personally rather only be able to sit in a high chair or at a table of children for the rest of your life? Oh God. The height. So this is like a normal restaurant. The normal restaurant, right? These are the the wooden ones with the right. caked, dirty straps, and uh, right. it just happens to have leg holes big enough for you to fit your legs through. Right. And this is. Are we to presume that this is an adult-sized high chair, or this is a kid's high chair? I think it's a kid's high chair, but just that your legs can fit in. Okay. Uh. So that's the thing, though. Is like the whole point of the high chair is that. The table is enormous compared to the size of your body. Hence, you need the high chair because you can't fit in a regular chair. But if it's a high chair at a normal table, it totally negates the reason that the high chair is there in the first place, right? Well, let's, all right. Let's so, suppose so. You're going to be way too high up, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the real thing. Is I think this high chair places you as an adult like six feet above <laughs> all every other person at the table. Your knees are basically at the table line. Right. Yeah, so you're a solid two feet ahead, two feet ahead above everybody else at the table. Yes. Or you're at a table full of just kids. And like 10 and under, right? Like the kids' table at Thanksgiving kind of thing? Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. And, you know, if you're the cool uncle who sits there anyway, maybe you're up for it. Maybe you are, yeah. Oh, man. But what if it's like your anniversary and you want to go out to dinner and you just nope, have to sit you're in, in the chair? Are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also love the the assumption that every restaurant has one of these waiting for you. You don't have to bring your own. A table um, of children. A table of both the table of kids and the insane yes. high chair. Uh, I think the chair would be the least worst of the two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I take the chair in the because, looks that come along with it. Because you don't know which kids you're going to get sat with. It could be like shitty kids. It could be great kids. Uh, could be bad. Could be annoying. Yeah, you're you're ostensibly going to a restaurant to sit with people who are not stranger children. And are they so, are they are they located just over your right shoulder, so you can kind of yeah, see yeah. them if it's you like, turn around? Yeah, it's like a literal kids' table situation where there's a smaller lower table next to your table, and that's <laughs> where you have to sit. <laughs> well, that does it for us on Dad Men. Uh, I want to thank everyone for going with us on this culinary journey through the lives of our kids um you know I, I i'm looking forward to what the future holds based on falcon's uh very charmed existence in the kitchen sounds yes. like he, he just has a great great time um and uh you know i'm excited ryan i think most one of the things that i like most about doing the show is that i get to look to falcon as kind of looking into a crystal ball you know just what lies in store for us yeah. And, so and do you have any, any specific that. advice knowing what's coming down the pike for us? Well, and hearing about what's-her-name is, is like looking into your past and, uh, and remembering how far you've come uh, and that um, a lot happens in the space of a, of a year to two years, so much at these early days. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think my, my – I don't, I don't have any advice other than um, – oh, This is not an advice show, by the way. Yeah, so, this is not an advice show. Well, I, so I, the one opinion uh, we have is uh, do your best to um, have your kids eat what you eat uh, so that um, uh, you're not making two meals. Um, that's one. That's the that's advice I got at one point before Falcon came of eating age. But uh, I really we do try to live by. And so far, so good. 
um, trying to, you know, expand his palate, keep his tastes open. Uh, he'll make some decisions on his own, um, but that's okay. You try things out and um, they're going to hit on some things they love and you're going to love feeding them because um, that joy, uh, I think, um, that new moms uh, can get to feel early on, and and you do as dads uh, and, and non-primary parents uh, when you are even using a bottle, um, that joy doesn't go away. It is such a pleasure to feed your kid um, yeah. and to see them grow and to see them happy um, and to have them at the table uh, as, as a new member of the family. So yeah, um, it's the, it's the image of, of life with a kid that I think we most vividly pictured before we had a kid. And uh, it's really um, uh, come true in some more. So enjoy it. Well, that sounds great. Uh, that's a lovely way to end the show. Uh, thanks everyone for listening again. If you did like it, just give us a rating um, or leave us a review in iTunes. It helps people discover the show. Uh, but uh, until we until we meet again, I wish all of you happy trails. Uh, enjoy enjoy everything you eat, um, and hopefully it's not coming in puree form. Uh, but we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.